No more challenges. No more battle. Because there comes a time where you need to rest from your battle. And God said, after today, you shall rest from your battle. The battle of your marriage. The battle of your business. The battle of your finances. The battle of your sickness. The battle of your shame. The battle of your disgrace. The battle of your setback. The battle of the pains you don't want to forget. God said, you will rest from your battle. And now, today's message with God's servant, Reverend Ismaila Audu, head pastor, ICTC Yawa Temple, East Lagon. We commit the service into your hands. We ask of your grace and your spirit to take over. As I come to share your word, Holy Spirit, I set myself apart that you may take supreme authority. Let me speak of your word and not of mine. Take absolute control in the mighty name of Jesus. I call it done. Amen. Give me Galatians chapter 2 verse 20. Galatians 2 20. And every time you take the Bible, even if you have read the scriptures before, every time when you take and you read it, it always has to be fresh to you and always give you new insights. That is what the word of the Lord is meant to be. So, I want you to relax and I want you to open up your spirit whilst we dive into further what this whole thing about the Corinthians, sorry, the Galatian church Paul wrote to and what it stands for. And I told you from the beginning that the book of Galatians and Romans was more of a corrective book because Paul wrote it to correct certain errors or erroneous practices, certain erroneous practices of the church, which is not acceptable under grace. But still, the Judaism tradition carries it over into the dispensation of grace, where it becomes more challenging that whilst you need to serve God or Jesus who came to die for you and I under grace, we are still being tied to elements of works where we need to do certain things to qualify us to, as it were, maximize the benefits of the salvation of Jesus' death on the cross. So Paul decided to write more instructively to be able to correct and to put those structures in place. But in Galatians chapter 2, verse number 20, he says, I have been crucified. So I'm now looking at what does it mean to live by faith? What does it mean to live by faith? He said, I've been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. The instructive note there says that I have been crucified with Christ. That is the first instructive note of what it means to live by faith. I have been crucified with Christ. So have a mental picture of the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. So he says I have been crucified with Christ. Now, the idea is specified. Okay? It's specified. It is not in plural states, but it's in, in personification of who you are. So it's referring to you and I. Are you there with me? So I, Reverend Ismaila, having received Jesus as my Lord and Savior, okay, because Romans tells me that if I believe in my heart that Jesus died, okay, and I confess with my mouth, I shall be saved. So the first 
entry point into the kingdom is accepting Jesus as my Lord and personal Savior and confessing him. That is the first point of entrance. So I don't need any requirement. I don't need any to mention my name or my title or anything or passport. But the, the permission or the passport that grant me entrance into the kingdom is that I first of all have to believe that Jesus died, he was buried, he was crucified. And once I believe this and I accept him wholeheartedly as my Lord and personal Savior, then automatically I become a child of God. Does it make sense? So, Paul is saying that by the virtue of that, by accepting Jesus as not a person, my name did not change. My color did not change. My no size did not change. My origin or tribe did not change. Being saved does not mean a change of tribe, a change of color, a change of body, a change. No. You are still with your name. So if you decide maybe you are called Bukarimoshi, and then you went to Christ and accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior. And then you said, because now that you are a Christian, you no more want to be called Bukarimoshi, but you want to be called Christian. Christian Jones. The name Christian Jones does not make you a Christian. Why some people will hear and say, ah, but if you said you are a believer, you should change your name. It doesn't make any difference. What is important is that it's your spirit that got renewed. And that is critical. It is not your name. Alright? So he said that when we receive him, instantly we were crucified with he Christ. So picture Christ on the cross. This is how he was crucified. So you are seated here now. How many of you genuinely, genuinely have received Christ? You have believed in the death, the burial and the resurrection of Jesus and you have confessed him as your Lord and personal Savior. So, I'm speaking to save saints. Am I right? Okay. So, once we have received... I'm taking my time because Christianity over time is being distorted. And we are bringing all kinds of works and lifestyles and other things. That is not Christian, in quotes. So, he says that I have been crucified with Christ. So, right now, as you are seated here in Yahweh Temple, listen to me, Reverend Ismail, whether online and in-house. This is who you are. Can you see it now? So you, you died with Christ on the cross. You died with him. So when he was being crucified, you were not there. He is called Jesus Christ. Yeshua Hamashiach. You have heard people praise and they say, in the name of Yeshua Hamashiach, say, ah, the man of God has gone for Juju. You realize he didn't mention the name of Jesus. Because he doesn't want people to know he mentioned Yeshua Mashiach. Yeshua Mashiach simply is another, the Hebrew name of Jesus Christ. That is what you can call Christ Christos, the anointed one of God. Simple. Amen. So if the person wants to show you that, or he also knows some Hebrew, say, I pray in the name of Yeshua Mashiach. Say, Kai! What's your power? It's simple. Like you praying, I pray in the name of Jesus. That's all. So you were crucified with him. Tell somebody, look at the picture world. Tell the person, I and you, we are on the cross with him. Does it make sense to you? So though you were not in Jerusalem, or you were not there on that day of that exercise, by virtue of salvation, 
The Bible Corinthians said we were translated. So instantly there is a translation. To trans means to carry across. We were instantaneously carried across and we identify with Jesus on the cross. Simple. He said, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live. Because if I died here, how come now I am the one living? A dead man is a dead man. That is why when you see a dead man, you say, hey, this is a ghost. Is that not it? A ghost simply means that you are not among men or human beings. So he said that it is no longer I who live. So this is, I like Paul and his argument because Paul was a learned man. If I say a learned man, he was a lawyer. So he built his argument systematically and was making a point. If you don't get this simple truth, trust me, your Christianity has no basis. So I've been crucified. It is no longer I who live. So if you meet me, yes, I am Ismaila, but immediately I received Christ, I died. So I now died with Jesus. In other words, I now took over. The nature of Christ took over my life. So it is no longer I who live. Kenneth Hagen so many years ago was sick. He was a believer. He didn't understand some of this grace and all that. And he was sick. A prolonged sickness. He was admitted at the hospital. He was on bed. He was almost at the point of death. And then a little girl went to his side, bedside, ministered grace, ministered to him, and all of that. And the cherished Bible gave it out. And then when he was reading, he came to Second Corinthians chapter 5, 17. I said that if any man be in Christ, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And I will demonstrate it in a different to you today. And when he read that, something resonated in his spirit. That if that is so, then Though I am Kenneth Hagen by lineage, by name, by body, by structure, by everything, but my new position in Christ is no more Kenneth Hagen, but it is Jesus. Alright? So if that is so, me as Kenneth Hagen is the one that was sick. But my new self does not have sickness. And when he caught that rima word, instantly his sickness left him. That day he woke up and began to walk. To the amazement of the doctors and everything, he was cured. When friends met him and he said, Kenneth, how come you are not on admission? Because his sickness is a terminal one that he's supposed to die. He said, no, Kenneth Hagan died so many years ago on the cross. So the Kenneth Hagan you are seeing now, it's not the Kenneth Hagan you knew, but the Kenneth Hagan then died long ago. And he died with everything his weakness, his sickness, his challenges, his troubles, his cares, his everything. He died on the cross. So he's a new creation. And so when you meet me, Kenneth, now, you are meeting a new Kenneth again. That is why when you are sick, it doesn't matter what sickness you are facing and all those things. You see, the transition of death teaches us of the new person. When you die, the very hour you die, whether you die by COVID or you die by leukemia or you die by cancer or you die by any sickness or by accident, immediately you close and you transit in the flash of a light and you enter to the other side. Instantly, you don't carry a sick body again. You don't carry a weak body again. Because in the celestial realm, the weakness of the flesh cannot go. 
And that is what salvation is all about. Translation. Some people say transmutation. <laughs> so he said, it is no longer I who live. When you begin to see that way, you overcome sin and you overcome challenges and you overcome problems. Because what should break the natural man does no more break you. That's why Paul can confidently say that what can separate us from the love of Christ? Child tribulation. Tribulations are real. Perils are real. Troubles are real. Swords are real. Perils are real. Challenges are real. And they are real because they are in the real world and you face them. You are not running away from it. You face them. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them. So you cannot run away from afflictions. They will come in one way and flee in seven ways, which means that they will come, but they will flee. Are you there with me? You will be tempted because it's in the real world. The real world is already in a defeated state. So once it's the defeated state, everything in it is not perfect. And you can never make it perfect. But God works on you for looking towards a perfect state tomorrow. So you face it. You face weaknesses. You face tiredness. You face sickness. You face challenges. But the mindset, Romans just said, renew your mind. The mindset you should carry henceforth as a new creation is that remember you died with Christ. So it is no longer you. So you are working in the cosmic world. But you are also of another kind working in the cosmic world. So it is no longer you that live. But Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh. Touch your skin. The flesh. The flesh is a realm of solid. Alright. We call it the third dimensional plane. It's the place where you can relate to things. That is why you say seeing is believing. If I don't see it, I can't believe it. Because in the third dimensional plane, it's simply put like an architect who is trying to draw. In his first dimensional plane, he only rule lines. It doesn't make sense to you. Are you there with me? In his second dimensional plane, he tried to concretize what he has drew as lines by forming a plan on a paper. So it can be a huge land, but the building is humongous nature and everything is situated only on a paper. At best, he comes out with 3Ds and animations where you will see your house on that land and a car driving in and driving out with maybe a car of your choice, but you are not driving it. But it is not concrete. It's abstract. It's the second dimensional plane. It's making sense to you, but you cannot possess it. So, in the dimensional plane, the architect now takes what he has done on paper, which you have had and you have seen and you enjoy, then situate it on a physical earth. Land. With all the dimensions and all the designs and the paintings and everything. Now you physically enter into that room, you open it and you sleep there. That is when you have actualized it. So when we pray, we pray into the first dimension where process begins. So Bible said that once you have asked I have answered. It doesn't mean automatically you took it. But he's saying that what it simply means that I am processing it. So in the process form, as it's coming, in the raw form, it begins to break down into types. Then when it comes into the third dimension where you need to deal with currency, deal with reality, he now have to form it into that shape for you. So you pray for the bread, he will not give you a stone. You pray for fish, he will not give you a serpent. You pray for money, he will not give you papers. Are you there with me? Because you cannot use paper 
to be able to buy. You cannot take faith and enter into the shop and say, I am a Christian. I am a faith. So the Lord said to me to come to the shop this day and empty all everything and give it to me. And the Lord has paid you already. You'll be arrested. But you enter in there with currency, with money. How did you get the money? You got the money through the translation of the levels. Now in the fiscal, God knows that you need a fiscal cash. In the celestial realm, you don't feel hungry. So you don't need food. In the physical realm, you need food to sustain your body. That is why when you fast, you need to break and eat. If you do prolonged fast and you are not eating, you will die. You see, these are simple truths that when you don't get it, you over-spiritualize things, you'll be walking, you will not bath, you will not sleep, you will not eat, you will not brush your teeth, you are saying that you are only in the spirit, and yet you are walking among men. You'll be weird. Why? You are among men. So there should be a dimension of operations. So it is no longer that I which live in the flesh. I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So that is how the just, that is how the just live by faith. We live because we died with Christ. And if we die with Christ, Christ was buried. Is that not it? He resurrected. Is that not it? Now he lives a new life. And so he's saying that if we died with Christ, then we were also buried with him. And if we were buried with him, we resurrected with him. We resurrected to what? We resurrected to new life. In the new life of Christ, nothing can prevent Jesus. He enters anywhere he wants to enter. There are no limitations to what he could do. That is why he says that we that have come to believe in him, greater things shall we do than this. Because in a new state, you do more than what in your physical state you could have done. So there are no more limitations. Because faith is the sixth sense. The sixth sense. We have five senses. And the five senses are relative to our environment. God gave us sight, taste, feeling, um, emotions, whatever. Name them. He gave us all of those things to be able to relate with our physical environment. But when it moves beyond us, we need the faith sense, which is the sixth sense to relate. And he's saying that it is only that, and that takes precedence over our physical ones. So if my body feeling is giving me pain, and my spirit says, I am renewed, let the weak say, I am strong, and I buy into that, it should have automatic oversight and control over my weakness, and then I need to walk in strength. So my life, your life, my belief, your belief, it's solid and founded in our relationship with Jesus. And that is what gives us identity to be called children of God. Does it make sense now? So the Galatians were being told to live by works. Now that they have living a new nature, like you and I are living a new nature in Christ, now you are told to work by works. Ultimately placing the power in themselves. Which means that it is what I do. That is what will make me saved. So if I kill a goat. I kill a fowl. I do a midnight bath. Like most of you. Um, a member sent me a message. He said, Pastor, there is something going on on Facebook. That are nearly going to cut into it. Permit me to use this as an illustration. Because I know most of you have become victims of some of those things. He said, they, they, they said there are leaves that uh, you have to use to bath 
at uh, midnight hour and recite some things and when you, you bath with it, um, people are coming with testimonies. You see, our Christian work is not about testimonies. It's not about miracles. You know why I say it's not about miracles? Salvation is the greatest testimony. Once I was a sinner, but now I'm saved by grace. Once they knew me as an armed robber, now I am an evangelist. Once they knew me as a drunkard, now I am a different being. That is enough testimony. Miracles are not for me to run after. When you serve any good meal, it has to have three courses. It has a dessert. Is that not it? It has the starter and has the main dish. So in salvation, when we receive Christ, which is the main thing, and we get saved, the ice cream, which is the dessert, and the main food, which one is important? But a lot of us are going for the dessert and leaving the main food. So we are growing lean. Because when you feed more on chocolate, ice cream, toffee, and you are not eating, you know it. Women, you will develop candy, candidiasis. Is that not it? And men, before you know it, you start discharging some waters. And your teeth. Every time you have to see the dentist. You are not strong. You, you are weak. But when you, you take good balanced diet and you add dessert to it, it aids digestion. Does it make sense? And in salvation, salvation is the real food. So God gives you the food, you eat, the starter is whetting your appetite. So he whets your appetite with the salvation gospel. And when you receive Jesus, as a lot of persons here, you are not seated at the main table to eat the main dish. Now when he finishes the main dish, then he opens the dessert for you. And the dessert is the miracles that will follow you. Because those ones, you don't need to struggle for it. It becomes a top up. So he says that, and these signs shall follow them that believe. Mark 16. But why is it now that we are rather following the sign instead of following the main dish? That is why a lot of believers will become Pashoko. We are malnourished. We are stretched, but we are sick because we have become knee-jerk. We are only following dessert instead of following main food. So we don't have depth. We don't have substance. We cannot stand this. Every little wind blows us away and we become gossips and we become fragile and we become whatever it is and when we are faced with storms, we don't even know how to deal with this and, and our life is in a mess because why? We are eating, we are only chocolate eating believers and no real balanced diet eating believers. So Paul, he says, works. We are looking for works. Works. So, why won't people go and look for juju? Or look for theatric means to, to extort in the kingdom? Hey! I don't see you well. Don't see you well. I don't, I don't see you well. Can so tell me, tell me, what we, we have developed eating ears. Children that like toffee, what their lifestyle and children that eat good food. Check them and you will know. So they always say, and when he went to that church, did he stretch his hand and people were falling? 
Say no, I didn't say that. Oh, then there's no power there. There's no power there. There's no power there. He came to the pastor. Pastor, this is my troubles. This is said, it is well. The Lord will take care of it. He said, I expected the pastor to pour oil on me. Anoint me. Give me some psalms to go and read. Get up at the midnight hour and do some exercise. So you see Christians doing exercise. And I think whilst I am sweating and I am jumping, and then it means that there is power. Works. 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 When I carry the chair, carry the cement, carry the blocks, then there is an anointing. Works. Works. Our salvation is not by works. It's by grace. We have been saved by grace. Lest anyone should boast. It's grace. Freely we receive, freely we give. It's by grace. Not by works. Hello? Works. 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 The Ghanaians were being told to live by works. Ultimately placing the power in themselves. That when I do it, that is when it will be. The gospel tells us that Jesus accomplished the necessary work. Jesus paid the price. And it is through Jesus that a Christian has freedom. He has what? Freedom. Freedom. And power to live as he or she ought to. The Christian is justified by faith in Jesus. Which you can find in Galatians 3, 10 to 14. And in Romans 4, 3. Romans 4, 3 says, For what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Abraham in the Old Testament, which was not under the special of could project himself by believing in God and he was accounted to him. So why are you under grace? You don't believe in God and you are doubting. And he says that progressively was made holy by faith in Jesus. Galatians 2.20, which I just read. Titus 2, 11 to 15. And glorified because of faith in Jesus. Romans 8.1, 28 to 30. He said, all praise, honor, and glory are given to Jesus Christ. The savior of the world. First John chapter 2 verse 1 and 2. Can you give me first John chapter 2 verse 1 and 2? Let me read. He said, my little children. The Bible is calling us little children. Because Jesus said, unless we are converted and become like children, we cannot enter into the kingdom of God. A child is innocent. And a child trusts with everything. Or is everything. And it's the only way you can be able to accomplish the finished work of Christ in the kingdom. When you become critical, a lot of us miss God because we are too critical. Too critical. My little children, these things are right to you, so that you may not sin. And if anyone sins, if anyone, that means per adventure, per adventure, if anyone sins, remember I said we are in a normal world. If anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. How many of you know? How many of you know? That even by looking, you sin. And how many of you know that even by eating, you sin? You eat until you cannot more breathe. Hello? It's gluten, you have sin. Even carrying leftovers. You, you are plenty. You get rotting. You carry it and throw away. By the law of nature and by, by the law. You have seen. So sin is every time around us. It's not because you step with somebody or drunk or you do. No, 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 no. 
For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So our justification is by Jesus. That is why every day, by the time you sleep, you pray. And say, God, cleanse me from all known and unknown sins. Because I am progressively walking through it. And then when I wake up, you wake up in the morning. That's why you need your quiet time. You thank God and say, thank you for watching over me. And making me whole again to face my world. Because you might not know what you did or say. Because your own words, your own deeds, and everything can bring you sin. That is why you consistently have to rely on God for a constant page to be able to stay pure before you. Thank you very much for listening. This is a message from ICGC Our Temple, East Lagon. We know you've been blessed by God's Word. For more practical teachings from Reverend Ismaila Awudu, visit us online at www.icgceastlagon.com or email yawatempleicgc at gmail.com. Call us on 0572-260-434 or 0572-260-435. You can also worship with us on Sundays for maximum life service from 9 a.m., Wednesdays for masterclass service from 6 p.m. and Friday's breakthrough service from 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With you.